0: All right, we are we are recording. Welcome to Moadon Ivri Club Hebrew. Very happy to have all you guys here this afternoon. Um, we got some new students here, so everyone is going to have to give them at least a hand for showing up because they've had the ones the guys back there that didn't want to take the table. They've had about a week and a half of Hebrew, so I'm very happy that they're here. I've been encouraging them to come uh, as we go through the text. Uh, they'll every as the weeks go on, more and more lights will go on. I hope as they're. Uh, recognizing more and more things in the text, as you guys all know. Um, Again, for those of you who haven't been here before, very, very happy to have you here. This is very informal. Um, I basically will translate and read the verse and kind of parse out. If you guys have questions about anything, about the grammar, syntax, or whatever, please feel free to ask. And uh, we can stop and take the time to do that. So whenever you have to leave for class, um, we'll usually go till about 1225 or something. But if you have to go to class, feel free to get up and go. Just come and go as you want, all right? We are actually in Second Samuel chapter 3, right in the middle of a very interesting story. We're about ready to start verse 23. And this is the uh, uh, incident uh, where um, David and Ab- or David and Abner... Meet because Abner wants to bring Israel over to his camp, remember? And so they discuss it. They agree. David has let Abner, um, the chief of Saul's army, go free. Uh, In the meantime, um, Joab and his army has come back from the spoil. And that's where we picked it up in verse 22. And then he hears now uh, that Abner has come and gone. All right? Remember, those two were counterparts, um, Abner being the... uh, General of Israel, and Joab being um, the general of David's army, also his nephew, by the way, causing a lot of problems in his in his reign. All right, so we're about ready to start verse 23. VeYoav Ba'u leMor El Hamelik All right. Now Joab and all the army which was with him came, ba'u, notice this call, third common plural, came, and va'yagidu, what's the root? Nagad. Good, nagad, notice a hifil from nagad, and they reported to Joab. <coughs> notice this is typically how Hebrew does an impersonal construction, the they being, we don't know who the subject is, but in English it would be something like, and it was told to Joab, see, Lemor, saying, Ba'avner, Abner, the son of Nair, came. Notice from Bo, the, uh, Abner, the son of Nair, came to Hamelech, to the king. Ba'yeshalchehu, and he sent him away. Uh, again, the Piel, uh, Piel infinitive construct. And he sent him away, Vayelek again from Halak, and he went, Beshalom in peace, peacefully. All right? So Joab's just getting this news. <laughs> good. Questions through twenty three about any of the verbs or anything. Alright? Alright, good. <clears throat> Verse twenty four. Joab was not happy as you will see. Vayavo Yoav El Hamelech. Vayomer me asita hinevavner eleka lamaze um shilachto va ha lok. Okay, then Joab came from Bo again to the king, and he said, Notice, Asita, what have you done? All right, notice the root of Asita is from Asa, second masculine singular call. What have you done? And the hey there is just uh, a modern letter. Notice again in this text you get a lot of modern letter spellings. He said, What have you done? So notice. Joab was pretty confident to come to the king with that kind of language. Hine, look, ba-avner, abner came, third masculine singular, abner came to you, eileka. Lama-zeh, what's the function of the zeh here? Does anyone know? It's, yeah, what it does is kind of stress the question. So, in other words, it would be something like in English, um, why in the world? See, notice how we use why in the world to kind of... Say, that's a ridiculous thing you did. So it's almost like that. Lamaze. Why in the world, shalachto, did you let him go? Okay, this is a PL from shalach. Notice, second masculine singular plus a third masculine singular suffix. Shalacho. Why in the world did you let him go? Vayelech. So that he went away. Now notice this last word. So that he went away, halok. What kind of form is this? Infinitive absolute from halak. So notice you have vayelek is from the root halak, and then halok, the infinitive. So the question you have to ask yourself is, what is the force of the halok? And I would suggest that here it seems to be an adverb to say something about the going. So you might want to say something like this, why in the world did you let him go so that he went freely? See? So it's it's literally, so he walked away walking. And some translations will go, and you let him get away. All right? So, again, notice you have kind of a very interesting use of the infinitive absolute in this case. All right? Um, any questions about verse 24? Can you take a look at all the- well, in something like this, when I'm interested in the form, I want to check out three or four translations to see how they render, and they all kind of do something different here. But what, what I'm most interested in is how they see something functioning. Because if you see this functioning as an adverb, then you're trying to say, what is it saying about the, the verb? See, there's some, you know, he went away, halok. So it's not just an ordinary walking away. It's something, he wants to add something. See, so, you know, it's not bad to say in English, and you let him get away. All right, he got away. See, you sent him away, and so he got away. All right, but notice that in the other places following um, Vayelik, you had Beshalom, peacefully. So you might want to think it's kind of parallel to that. You let him go freely. You let him go, you know, uh, however you want to kind of render that. That's what I'm. So if you see it in relation to Beshalom, then you might want to translate something like that as well. Okay? Okay, verse twenty five. Here's Joab giving the worst motives to Abner. This is really funny. Yadata et Abner Ben Ner Ki Okay. You know, second masculine singular from Yada. You know Abner, the son of Nair. Okay, now notice this key clause. Key lepatotaka. The lepatotaka is a, what do you think that is? Infinitive construct. infinitive construct. P-A-L, infinitive construct. And the root is pata. Pe, tav, he. Remember those? In the third he infinitive constructs always have that oat ending. The feminine, looks like a feminine plural ending. So, you know Abner, son of air. Now, I'm going to render the key as... Uh, certainly or surely, surely to deceive you he has come. All right? So patam means to um, deceive in the PL form. So you know Abner, son of Ner. Surely to deceive you he came. Velada'at and to know. Infinitive construct from the root what? Yada. Yada. Very good. So to deceive you he came and to know. So notice, here's, he's, he's giving you the reasons Abner really came to David. So he came in order to deceive you, and so that he might know et mo'za'aka. That he might know you're going out. Notice that this is a noun from yatsa. So he might go, you know you're going out. And et mo'va'aka, e and you're coming in. From uh, This is a noun from um, ma'vo'. Okay, so you might know you're going out and you're coming in. Veladaat, and so that he might know, et kol, all which you, Oseh, are doing. All right, so Abner was really a spy. He didn't really come in to make peace. So Joab, remember, sees the dark side of Abner here. All right, now why doesn't Joab not like Abner? What did he do? He killed his, he killed brother. his brother. He killed his brother, right, way back in 1 Samuel. All right, so he's been holding it in for a long time, and it's about to come out. <laughs> All right, any questions through verse 25? All right, verse 26. Okay, then Joab went out. That's from Yatsa. call him Vav uh, uh, consecutive. So Joab went out, may im, david, from David. Again, you have min plus im stuck together, as we've often had in this text. Joab went out from David, vayishlach, from shalach again. Here's a call. And he sent malakim, first-year students. And he sent messengers, achare, after Abner. So he sent messengers after Abner. Va Yashivu Oto. And they returned him. Notice that Va Yashivu is a hiphil from what root? Yeah, sure. from, nope. From Shub. Yeah, that's the tricky one. Shub is to return. All right? So they sent messengers after Abner, and they returned him from the boar, that's cistern or well, from the well of Sirah. That's the name of the well. So from the cistern of Sirah. Okay. But David, David Lo David did not know it. Okay? So Joab's working behind David's back here. Okay. any questions? Through twenty six. Alright, twenty seven. Vayashavav Yashavav Vayatehu Yoav El Tok Ha Shaar. Led the bear it vayakehu sham hachomesh, vayamat badam asael achiv. Okay. So Abner returned. See vayashav? That's from shuv again. That's a a call. So notice the contrast between that vayashivu and the beginning of verse 27, vayashav. The vayashivu is the hifil. He brought him back. And va'yashav is simple call. He returned. All right. So Abner returned Hebron to Hebron. Okay. Now the details are very short. Va-ya-te, uh, va'yatehu. Everybody see the root here is nata, a hifil from nata. You know that the nun has assimilated because of the Dagish and the tet preceded by a short vowel. So the root is nata, and it means to. Turn him away. You, he inclined him. Okay, so in other words, Abner was coming into the gate of the city, and Joab brought him o- over someplace. Okay, so Joab. Notice Joab's a subject. So Joab turned him in to the midst. Tok means in the middle. To the midst of the shaar of the gate. And remember, if you look at gates, I suppose it's referring to. you. Remember, if, when you go through the gate. There's like these room deals on either side of the gate, like three rooms, sometimes a number of rooms, and it was thought to be used for storage or for guards or something. So I think what it means is, as he was going through the gate, he pulled him into one of those rooms, see? Um, Led a bear to speak ito with him, ba shali, in secret. Ba shali means in secret, and it's used only here, from shala to be at ease. Okay, Really, shali means quietness. So see it took him he took him aside. That's really what it's kind of saying. Alright? Now notice what happens. Vaya What's the root? Naka. Notice an assimilated nun. hifil, Vav consecutive. And he struck him there, hachomesh. That means the stomach, the belly. So in English we would say, and he struck him there in the belly. And obviously it's implied it wasn't with a feather. Okay, vayamat, what's the root? Moot, again a hollow verb. And so he died. All right, pause. Beth dam. Um, notice that bait here is a perfect uh, example of how bait is used in exchanges. So bait is usually used in money. He gave him his shirt for $30. So here, um, and so he died. In exchange for the blood of Asael, that's the guy's name, Achiv, his brother. So notice that uh, the narrator of this text tells us what's behind Joab's plotting and bringing him back. All right? Very good. So that 27 is kind of the key verse of this chapter. Any questions about 27? All right? 28. Va'yishma david Me ke'in. Va'yomer Naki umam lakti me'im Yahweh ad olam. Mid demay avner Ner. So, uh, then David heard. Notice the root is shama. Then David heard me'achare. Um, notice that that is min plus achare. So, from plus after. So, David heard from after this. What, what he means is, obviously in English we would say, then... Uh, uh, David heard, so I would probably say after this David heard. See, after the deed was done, it was too late to do anything. Um, Vayomer, and he said, Naki, that means innocent. It's an adjective. Innocent anoki, am I, umam lakti, innocent am I, and my kingdom mayim, here's that mayim again, but here I would translate it, with Yahweh. So innocent am I in my kingdom with Yahweh. Adolam forever. Okay? Mi that's min plus the plural of Dom. Dom means blood. Damim uh, here probably means something like bloodshed. Alright. So um, innocent forever, because of the bloodshed of Abner, son of Nair. Questions? Yeah, David. Uh, in the previous verse it was bait with song. You mean like in exchange? Yes. And and now we go to the main. Uh, is there any grammatical category or is this Oh I think what's yeah, I think what's happening in the in twenty seven is it the narrator is saying simply he killed him in exchange for Ozil having been killed. Here, David is saying, um, I'm innocent forever. Um, there's, he's not talking about exchange. He says he's, he's absolving himself of any guilt in what happened to Abner. So it's kind of a different uh, relationship between the act and him. Okay? Okay, verse 28. Now, this is, this is a strange word here. Verse 29. Va Yahulu al Rosh Yoab. I want to stop there. Yahulu is the root, hollow root. Everybody see that from Hul? It's a call imperfect, and it means to dance or to whirl. Okay, so it's may, and now he's giving an oath here. So no, it's may they dance on the head of Joab. Okay, veel kol Aviv, and on all the house of his father. Notice here again you have this exchange of L and all that's very typical of Samuel. We see this all the time. And notice in your textual notes under letter B, there are a lot of manuscripts who actually do have all. See, notice you have all and L. And uh, so this manuscript is full of things like that. It's not consistent. So, may they dance on the head of Joab and on all the house of his father, Aviv. Okay, Ve'al yikaret mibbeit yo'av. And may there not be cut off. See the root karat? This is a nifal plus al. May there not be cut off mibait from the house of Joab, azav. Okay, you guys, uh, if you've had Hebrew readings, you've seen this word before. This is a participle from the root zuv. To flow, flowing with milk and honey, remember? So this is a call, participle masculine, singular, used as a substantive. Um, Let there not be cut off from the house of Joab one who has a blood flow, basically. That's probably what, I mean, what else would be flowing in this curse? Okay, here's the next one, umetzorah. That's from the root zarah, and it means it's only used in passive forms to be leprous. And so here, uh, this is a pu'al participle. Raish can't take the dogish, so it spits it out, remember, and that becomes a holam. The kibbutz becomes a holem from metzura to metzorah. So may there not be cut off one with a flow of blood or a leprous dude. Um, <laughs> Okay, ma'chazik is from the chazek, um, to be strong. So this is a hifil participle. And remember, t- in the Hifiel Chazat means to hold on to. And now this is funny. Pelek is a spindle. Okay. So really it says, or one who holds ba onto the spindle. What the heck does that mean? Uh, most people think it means um, one who, do- who does the women's work because a spindle has to do with sewing. What is a spindle anyway? I mean, they do that for sewing. So see, may there not lack... Uh, an effeminate one, you might say. See? Okay? Then no fail, or one who falls on the sword. Or one who lacks, this is chasar's to lack, okay? Or one who lacks food. So may there never be cut off from Joab one who has a flow, a leprous one, one who holds onto the spindle, one who falls by the sword, or one who lacks bread a lacquer of bread, all right? So notice David does a very harsh curse on his nephew. This is his nephew he's talking about and his side of the family, all right? Now, you always wonder, um, it's probably pretty important politically that he did this if you think about it. I mean, not only theological. We usually think about it and start interpreting it in theological terms. But think about the political ramifications. Abner had brought Benjamin and Israel over to David. Well, if David's general kills Abner when he let him go peacefully, it actually lures him back, see? Notice who really did the patying who did the deceiving here. It was Joab, not Abner, see? And so it's kind of a very ironic twist that Joab accuses Abner of being deceitful, whereas Joab uses deceit to kill him. So politically, notice that David needed to, if he wanted to keep Israel together and not war break out again, what is he going to do to uh, keep the peace, so to speak? And so notice he makes this move to curse his, his nephew, Joab, um, in no uncertain terms. Okay. Questions through 29. All right, verse 30. Ve'yoav va'avishai achiv hargu l'avner. Allah share et Asael Begivon. So Joab and Abishai, that's his other brother. Remember there are three brothers. So Joab and Abishai his brother, Hargu. That's a nice call, perfect third common plural from Harag. See that you guys? Joab and his brother killed Abner. Notice Lamed uses a direct object here. Al Asher, because remember um, that construction, Al Asher, often is causal. Because Hamit, because he killed. Um, oh, notice the different words, harag. See, notice it's like that's usually translated murder, and we should bring that in. Um, so they murdered Abner because Hamit, Hifil from Mut, because he killed Asael. Remember, he didn't murder Asael, he begged him to leave off the chase. Because he killed Asael, their brother Achim, in Gibeon, Ba Milchama, in the war. So notice the the narrator is careful to distinguish between the two acts: the act of Abner and then Joab and uh, his brother um, Abishai against Abner. All right. Very good. Any questions? Yes. Will. Is that law that um, indicates the direct object. Yeah. Is that more um, typical for later? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, that, I don't know if anyone's actually looked at that or how carefully they've looked at, at that. It occurs with certain verbs, right? Um, certain verbs can take either the et or the lamed. I mean, we see that a lot. Um, you know, you'd think, oh, et, but it's not necessarily consistent. So it may be the style of the author or whatever. Is it Aramaic? Yeah, that's one of those. is that, that, that
1: Aramaic that does that?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but... But again, you're going to have Aramaic even very early, Aramaisms. But I wouldn't call this one an Aramaism. I mean, it happens pretty frequently. All right, good. We'll do one more verse. By David el-Yoav, ve'el kol ha'am asher to, kiru big dehem ve'chigru sakin ve'siftu lifnei avner, ve'hamelech david, ho'lek acharei hamita. Okay. Then David said to Joab, and to all the people who were with him. Kiru, call imperative. Tear, big dehem, tear your garments. Vechigru sakim, and put on sackcloth. That's a plural from sack. Put on sackcloth, and sifdu, mourn before Abner. Okay? So he gives that command. And the king, Vehamelech David. Notice here the author invokes his title here. The king, David, because it's important. To see what David did, so the king David holake, called participle, walked acharei after hamitta, after the bed, but we would probably call it the bier. You now, so in other words, there's a funeral procession. The king himself walked behind it, and notice how important that would be symbolically, and uh, making all of Judah mourn for the death of Abner. Okay, all right, very good, you guys. We got through verse 31, so we'll start at verse 32 next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. <clears throat>